Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 161. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Back for another episode. Last week we pushed it back a day and for, well, I think a very good reason. It was worthwhile to, to talk about everything that transpired after the... Very long wait, and then you get uh, the Pat McAfee show. We reacted after that, that Aaron Rodgers wants to come to the New York Jets, and the trade hasn't happened yet, and don't panic. We're going to get into that. We're going to answer a couple voicemails as well, but before we get into it, a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Cue the dramatic sounds. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole and their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their brand new line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. It is time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com. Use my code JETS20, that is J E T S 20, to get yourself something nice. Make sure to pick it up, courtesy of me, Matt O'Leary. All right, awesome. Let's hop into today's episode. So uh, I'm a little tired of talking about leverage. Now, I know I, I missed part of it. So last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was away, uh, which was great. I, I loved it. I went up to Boston for St. Patrick's Day weekend in enemy territory, if you will. Uh, but I did see some of the the leverage debates, and I know uh, last Thursday was when we had the episode, so it's a, a quicker turnaround, not a full week uh, turnaround. But instead of debating who has the leverage and why the train hasn't gone through and blah, 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 all that annoying BS, what I wanted to do was actually take a look at Aaron Rodgers in particular and how I think he would fare in the AFC. Because we had an interesting tweet last week from uh, Cole Beasley who came out and was talking about Aaron Rodgers and where he would rank in terms of of quarterbacks and he, his quote was the only quarterback in the entire league you can put in front of Rodgers right now is Mahomes and that is the dis- and that's it the disrespect is crazy now i don't think i would go that far i don't think at this point in his career Aaron Rodgers is the second best quarterback in the sport maybe he has a massive bounce back year in 2022. I hope to God that's what, or 2023, excuse me. I hope to God that's what happens here this upcoming season. But I don't think that's going to be the case. And I don't think the Jets need it to be the case. Of course, if it happened, that'd be nice. I'm not going to sit here and complain about, hey, the Jets have the number two quarterback in the sport. Uh, but when you look at it, where do you think, or I guess I'll go through where I think, and you guys can tell me as well, where do you think Aaron Rodgers ranks amongst quarterbacks in the AFC? Because that's the goal, right? You have to eventually get through the AFC. One, you have to compete in your division. So we'll talk about the quarterbacks in the Jets division. And then you have to beat the other teams in your conference to get to the Super Bowl. That's the goal, right? The goal here is to win a Super Bowl. It's not to go, I, I don't know, have a, have a little fun flash in the pan. No, you're trying to win the damn thing. So let's go through. Let's talk about it. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, I don't think I'm going to put him too. But when you look at just around the the rest of the AFC, I guess what we'll do, there's 16 teams in the AFC. We'll go through. We'll talk about where I'm putting each quarterback in, in, in what slot, and we'll go from there. So the Texans and the Colts are going to have a, a new rookie quarterback starting for them. So uh, they are going to take the 16 and the 15 spot because they have not 
played yet. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. I don't think it is fair to rank them any higher than that. Um, yeah, if it, I, I don't think anyone's going to have an issue with me putting the guys who aren't even there, whether you think it's going to be uh, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, whoever in that spot. I think that is more than okay, more than fair to put both those guys uh, or b- both those teams rather in the last two spots. So coming in at my 14 spot, I'm going to go Kenny Pickett here. Kenny Pickett, and we'll pull up, don't worry, too. I'll give you some of their their numbers uh, as well. Kenny Pickett as a rookie was okay. Uh, there were some okay moments, uh, but but overall, not enough to say, all right, all right, this is, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to run it back with him this year and see what they have, obviously. They're going to try to uh, make things a little bit easier on him, but he started 12 games. Had seven passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, 184.9 yards per game, a 103. Uh, no, not a 103. That was Jimmy G. A 76.7 rating. I was like, hang on, something don't make sense. Yeah, 103 rating was Jimmy G. 76.7 rating for uh, for our guy there, Kenny Pickett, as a rookie. Rookies usually tend to struggle right away. It's very rare that you get someone to come in and pop. So, you know, that's okay. We'll see. He's, I'm sure, going to get better this year and has a chance to climb up this list. But obviously, Kenny, Aaron Rodgers is better than Kenny Pickett. At 13... I guess I'm going to go. Uh, there's two guys here that I have on my list, and you know we'll go through all the quarterbacks, obviously. But the two guys on my list in and are, are going to go back-to-back here, but I'm going to put one guy a little bit behind. And the guy a little bit behind, so coming in at 13, I'm going to, I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. He really stunk. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better term, when he, came, when he came back, he did not play well. He started six games for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, completed 58.2% of his passes, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 183.7 yards per game, a 79.1 rating, uh, which is a long, long way removed from where he was in 2020 when he was playing at a damn near MVP level. He completed 70% of his passes for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, Obviously, we know he didn't play in 2021. He was suspended most of 2022 uh, and didn't look great. So uh, who knows what ends up happening there. But it was ugly for Deshaun Watson last year. Maybe it improves for them this year. It was his first time in a new uh, with a new team in Cleveland. Uh, and that guy that I was debating about going with in that spot uh, as well was Russell Wilson, who also spent uh, his first year with a new team. Now, Russell Wilson uh, really stunk up the joint. Uh, for for the Denver Broncos last year. He was a big part of the reason for their struggles. Uh, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett, now the Jets offensive coordinator, wasn't a very good head football coach, which uh, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it just doesn't transfer uh, for guys for whatever reason. But uh, Russell Wilson, 60.5 completion percentage, pretty low. 3,500 yards. This is in 15 starts, by the way. 16 touchdowns, 11 picks. 234.9 yards per game and 84-4 rating just was not effective. It was just not very good at all uh, for the Denver Broncos last year. Sean Payton maybe has a chance to revive him, uh, but I would say that he is the 12th best quarterback in the AFC uh, right now. And Maybe he's salvageable and can jump up a few spots. I mean, this is a guy who 
you know, isn't crazy far removed from, you know, solid seasons. In 2020, he had 40 touchdown passes. Um, in 2021, he played 14 games, so he missed some time, but 222 yards per game, 25 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, but it was not a good first year for him in Denver, so that's why he ranks there. So obviously Rodgers better than those guys. That's that's good. That means the Jets are in a good spot, right? At 11, I think we're going to see our first AFC East quarterback with, uh, with Mac Jones. Mac was pretty good as a rookie. Definitely took a step back last year and 14 starts through for 2,997 yards. Completion percentage was high at 65 to or not that that's crazy high, but that's respectable. What is that in? The, it, it, it's 16th in the league. So about, about average, he's going to be a completion percentage guy. He's not going to throw for a ton of touchdowns. He had 14 passing touchdowns, which was, uh, he started 14 games, 11 interceptions, interception numbers, uh, came up a little bit for him. Yards per game went down. His rating went down. Uh, he's going to have a new offensive coordinator. But th- those weapons around him, I don't know if he's in a great spot to succeed this year. I definitely think when you look at it and just compare, obviously, to where the Jets are with what they would look like with Aaron Rodgers versus the Patriots and what they would look like with Mac. I don't think Mac Jones as the 11th best quarterback in the AFC is really all that crazy. I, I really don't. Uh, at 10, we'll go Ryan Tannehill, who was almost, a, not almost, but it could have potentially been uh, a New York Jet. Actually, these next two guys are kind of in a, in a, similar, in a similar boat here, I guess, uh, in a sense. But Ryan Tannehill started 12 games last year for the Tennessee Titans, threw for 2,536 yards, which is just uh, 211 yards per game. His passer rating was a 94-6, which is, okay, that's pretty good. 13 passing touchdowns, though. Uh, they are not a very pass-happy offense. They try to run the ball a ton with Derrick Henry. Uh, six interceptions. Thank God that this was not the answer for the New York Jets because, well, I don't think that's nearly as much fun as what Aaron Rodgers could be. Aaron Rodgers is definitely better uh, in my eyes. But Ryan Tannehill, 10th best quarterback in the AFC. Uh, Jimmy, who was maybe some people were rooting for. It was, yes, there were Jet fans saying, sign Jimmy G, forget about Aaron Rodgers, which to me is just downright crazy. I'm going to put Jimmy G as the ninth best quarterback, so slightly better than Ryan Tannehill. I think those guys are pretty close to like the Spider-Man meme when they're pointing at each other. Uh, Ryan's obviously a little bit more mobile, uh, but Jimmy, I'm going to put as the ninth best quarterback in the, in the uh, AFC now, starting for the Vegas Raiders. He was... Pretty solid last year. Injuries is just what what kills him, man. Threw for 221.5 yards per game, had a 103.0 rating, 16 touchdowns, only four picks, a 67-2 completion percentage, and 10 starts. Um, we know he, he was he was injured. It's never been a matter of you know how he can play. When he plays, he's usually okay, you know, pretty good, which is why he's coming in at the nine spot, which is in an okay range. It's, I, I wonder what he's going to be like without Kyle Shanahan. That's what I really wonder there. So uh, the Jets will have a top half of the conference quarterback, which is very rare. It hasn't happened probably since when? <laughs> a really long time. Maybe Fitzpatrick in 2015? Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but it, it's been a it's been a long time. It's been a bottom, bottom tier for a while. But uh, coming in at number eight is where I'm going to put Tua. Now, Tua had a really nice year last year. Injuries, obviously a factor, missed four games. But he threw for 272.9 yards per game. 
that's that's solid. Where does that put him? The fifth? Fifth in the league in yards per game. He had a 105.5 rating, which led the league. 25 passing touchdowns, which was uh, eighth in the league. And completion percentage was 19th. Okay, not great. 64.8. But obviously Tyreek Hill and the Jalen Waddell one-two punch. Uh, new offensive-minded head coach comes in. And Mike McDaniel, someone who I'm a big fan of. Uh, and he looks good. He looks like a completely different player, but not at that elite level. Good, good, fine quarterback. So the Jets have not the the worst quarterback in the division, not the second worst quarterback in the division. They're going to have a top two quarterback in the division. We'll talk about where he lands in a, in a little bit. But uh, at seven, this is where I'm going to put Lamar Jackson. Uh, at the seventh spot, Lamar, we know went on the field is a very electric football player, a really, really damn good football player. Uh, but he missed he missed time this past year, uh, missed a good chunk of time. He missed five games. He threw for two thousand two hundred forty two yards, which is one eighty six point eight yards per game, ninety one one rating, seventeen touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, 62.3 completion percentage. If you're curious for the rushing numbers, he also added, please hold, we're scrolling, 695 yards on the ground and five touchdowns the two-year. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know why they do it backwards here. 764 yards and three uh, touchdowns was what it was. I apologize. Um, they did it in reverse order. In 12, which 63.7 yards per game, that's... You know, that's that's solid. That's really solid numbers. Um, but he's going to come in at the seventh spot. Really, you know, a good quarterback. I think he gets some unnecessary hate. Uh, I, I don't put him at the the top of the cream of the crop of of the AFC. Starting to get close to where Rodgers falls in, I think. And then we'll, we'll debate, obviously. And I'm sure you guys in the comments will get after it, which is good. I, I love that. And we can make our own orders and we'll talk about them. Six is where I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence, uh, the first overall pick from 2021. Hit his stride, which is something that Zach Wilson wasn't able to do. Uh, but he ended up with a 66.3 completion percentage, 4,113 yards, which was ninth in the NFL, 25 touchdown passes, eight interceptions, uh, 241.9 yards per game, and a 95.2 rating. Had a huge comeback win in the playoffs against the Chargers, and is just a- absolutely trending in the right direction. I think he is someone who could could, could climb this list. Uh, if we're doing this list next year, uh, I think it, there's a chance that it could look a little bit different. But I think he's already, a, you know, a, a top ten quarterback. But the, the unfortunate thing is, most of the top ten quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC, which is, I guess, part of the reason why the Jets decided to go. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers instead of a, a Derek Carr or a you know a Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill would have, who would have been maybe around the tenth best quarterback in the conference, uh, Derek probably would have been if okay let's do this on the fly here F- follow me I know this is in in the script and it might throw you off but I think if I was ranking this with where I would put Derek Carr he would be either eighth or ninth on this list, right around where Tua is. Tua's eighth, Jimmy G's nine. So I guess 
Would I put Carr behind Tua? It's close. Um, I, th- I think it's relatively close. I put them, so about eight, eighth or ninth in the conference, where, uh, Aaron, spoiler, Aaron Rodgers is going to be fifth for me. Aaron Rodgers comes in the fifth spot. Now, can that move up? Yes, there is that that can move up. But just based off where he was uh, last year and, and in general, yes, it was a down year, but still not really that bad numbers for Aaron Rodgers. Like the 3,695 passing yards was 11th in the NFL. Uh, 64-6 completion percentage would put him 20th, so not great. Passing touchdowns, 26 puts him at 7. Uh, yards per game, 217.4 was... Relatively low for him. That's 18th in the NFL. He had a 91-1 rating, which would put him about middle of the pack, 16th. 16th. Um, but, I mean, back-to-back MVPs before that, I still think you know having a top-five quarterback in the conference is going to make you competitive, especially when you have an elite defense on top of that um, and just everything else. And, and the, the, the ones that I have above him, I guess, is what we can get into now. I have Herbert four, Allen three, Burrow two, Mahomes one, uh, and maybe Herbert's the controversial one. I, I don't know why that's the case. People were some people were really down on uh, Justin Herbert for his season that he had this past year, but uh, forty seven hundred yards, sixty eight two completion percentage, twenty five touchdowns, ten picks, and ninety three two rating. Uh, still just twenty four years old. It's just a, a stud. Allen took. A little bit of a step back, but 63-3 completion percentage, 4,200 yards, still 35 passing touchdowns, 14 picks, 267.7 yards per game. Burrow, man, what is it the year of Joe Burrow last year? 35 touchdowns, 12 picks, forty almost 4,500 yards, 4,475, uh, 100.8 passer rating. And Patrick Mahomes is on an absolute other planet. 67-1 completion percentage, 5,250 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks, 308.8 yards per game, a 105-2 rating, 77.6 QBR. Uh, the guy is just absolutely elite. So looking at it, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of really damn good quarterbacks in the in the AFC. I would say from about, uh, I don't know if I include Tua in that group, but from seven up, Lamar, Trevor, Rodgers, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, whatever order you want to put those in, those are seven really damn good quarterbacks. And quarterbacks that you feel pretty good about having as your long-term answer at the position. Maybe maybe not Rodgers because of the age, right? Maybe not Rodgers because of the age. But um, a quarterback that you think can win you a Super Bowl. Those are all, all, every one of those quarterbacks that I listed off, one through seven, I think has the skill set to win a Super Bowl. Tua, don't know if he'll ever be healthy enough to do it. Jimmy, Tannehill, Mac, Russell, Deshaun. Maybe if Deshaun snaps out of it and looks like the guy that he did uh, in 2020, we can get back into the conversation. But the, the rest of those guys, no, are, are not going to be competitive. So having a, a, a potentially the fifth best quarterback in the conference to go with a number one defense is really going to make a world of difference for this Jets football team. Right? They, they had, without... A shadow of the doubt, the worst quarterback room in the NFL last year. Zach Wilson stunk, unfortunately. He unfortunately did. Mike White looked okay in a couple spot starts, then fell off. Joe Flacco played a couple of games for them, which is just sad in 2022. But 
having Rodgers is going to make a, a world of difference, which is th- that that's the thing. We could talk about leverage, and I, I'm just so tired of the debate of what what's the trade going to be. Is it worth giving up this much? They shouldn't give up this much. They should go for this guy instead. While Rodgers said that he wants to come to the New York Jets, and by all indications, this thing is going to get done. I want to look at well, where would this put? Where would I put Rodgers in the quarterback landscape of the rest of the AFC? Because it's hard. I mean, I listed it off. There's there's seven really damn good quarterbacks. Eight, if you want to include two of the injuries, is the main reason why I take him out. But in a conference with Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, you've realized why they wanted a guy like Rodgers to compete with this window on the rookie deals. And then hopefully in a couple of years, you get somebody else to come in who could play at that high of a level. That's the goal here. But that's really the main thing that I wanted to get into in the monologue here is just the land, the quarterback landscape in the AFC and where Rodgers fits. I have him at five. Let me know down below where you have him in the comments or get after me on social media. Let's get into your voicemails next. We're going to go out to Rez calling in from PA. He wants to get into Rodgers and the NFL draft. Two of my favorite things. Okay, let's do it, dude. Hey, Matt. How you doing? It's Rez from PA. Long time no speak to you, man. Um, listen, I just wanted to go over a little bit of uh, this whole Aaron Rodgers sure. and the draft situation. Uh, so basically... I'm getting a little antsy with this whole leverage conversation because it's actually rivetingly and tiring and annoying <clears throat> all in one. So I was wondering what you think of if, say, we used to send them uh, this year's second, uh, next year's second, and a conditional uh, in the sense of, I don't know, like a third rounder, to elevate to a second rounder and if say we get to the Super Bowl first rounder things of that nature uh, so basically three picks three one, one of the conditional and then unfortunately I was thinking Elijah Moore would be the guy to get sent over because I just don't see them taking Corey Davis could be wrong I hope they take him but it could be wrong and then um, on draft day if we because I don't I, I don't know where, this is the first time in a long time that I'm not even looking at any draft or any type of prospect it felt so good to see us win at least seven and be yeah. seven games and actually be competitive. So I'm I'm wondering uh, what what targets would be after that happens because uh, you know Njaba could end up there at 13, but I'm not so high on getting another wideout or a nope. guy like of his uh, stature and what his his style of play to come in and get drafted at 13. I'm I'm looking at interior defensive line or O line, and I don't know if Karanski is going to be there. Not too high on Broderick Jones. He's solid, okay. but not too high on him. But anyways, just let me get uh, your take on that, man. And uh, as always, go Jets. Yeah. Oh, sorry to cut you off there. But yeah, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, two really good points with both Rodgers and the NFL draft. So we'll start there with Aaron Rodgers. To me, I I would be downright floored if Elijah Moore is in the deal. Now, I know he kind of, I, I don't know if fell out of favor. I guess, yeah, kind of fell out of favor with the offensive staff last year. It's a different staff. Joe Douglas still drafted Elijah Moore with the intentions of him being here and being a useful piece. And I like a, a three-wide receiver set of Lazard, Moore, and Wilson. I think really complement each other really well. And I understand that, you know, we have people saying, oh, sign Odell. And if you sign Odell and move off of Moore, 
Odell kind of replaces what you would want Elijah Moore to do in this offense anyway. But isn't that an incredibly more risky way to go about getting the same thing? And I, Odell in his prime, obviously a much, much better wide receiver than Elijah Moore. But Odell's over 30 now. He didn't play a single game last year. He's had two C, two ACL injuries in the last three years. I, I would rather take my shot with Elijah, who at times flashed moments of brilliance as a rookie, in one of the worst offenses. And in the last two years, they've been hamstrung so badly by the quarterback position. It's so hard to get a true evaluation of what some of these guys can be. And with him in the slot, I think Rodgers could do some damage with Elijah Moore do, working in the slot. So I'd be disappointed if they moved him. Uh, I, I'm sticking with what where I've been, that it'll be a second this year. It'll be a conditional pick next year. Maybe it turns into a one if they're in the Super Bowl this year or if he's in the on the roster in 2024, that's a first rounder. If not, or if you know they they make the playoffs but don't win the conference, it's a third or whatever. But I think it's going to end up being... A two this year and a conditional next year. And maybe another piece. Maybe another piece. Might not be Corey. I know they like him, but I I don't know how likely it is that it's going to be Corey. Corey could just get cut. I, I, I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be nearly that costly. And then for the draft, I'm with you, man. I, I don't want to draft a wide receiver at 13. Uh, I, I definitely think it should be an offense, one of the three offensive tackles, if they're there, uh, Broderick Jones, I do like not as much as Skaronsky or Paris Johnson. If one of, if all three are available, I in the order in which I would draft them would be Johnson, Skaronsky, and Broderick Jones. But if you know, you, you see how the board lies. If any of the three are available at thirteen, I'm pulling the trigger there. If all three are gone for some reason, and you want to think about moving back and recouping that second round pick that you lost in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Then you could do that. And you talked about interior guys. Kalijah Kansi, you move back five spots and take Kalijah, something like that. I mean, that, that's one of the better interior guys. And I think he'd look pretty nice pinned next to Quinnen. Now, is that my favorite way to go about fixing it? Fixing the uh, the interior defensive line and worrying about the offensive line? No, that's not my personal preference. It, it You know, to be quite honest with you, it really isn't. But uh Probably not the most shocking thing because of how much they value that defensive line. They they need more there. Right now, it's just Quinnen and Solomon Thomas. That's not enough. It's not. And that's why guys like Calais Campbell should be in the mix to sign. Matt Ioannidis, someone like that, should be in the mix to sign. But that doesn't preclude, preclude you excuse me, to then draft somebody high if that's what you want to do. And that would be my guy. Kalaja can't see. Thank you, Rez, for calling in. Let's close with Constantine from PA. He's concerned with the compensation in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Okay, let's try to calm down our guy, Constantine. Hey, Maddie, it's Constantine from PA now. What's up, dude? Uh, Maddie, just wanted to let you know, man, I was venting a little bit the last time I was on. That's okay. I was frustrated because I felt like the Jets were going down a slippery slope. But quite honestly... I'm a little bit concerned right now because Aaron Rodgers made it clear he wants to play for the Jets, right? But the problem is now compensation. Now, I've been kind of mulling it over in my mind, and I'm thinking, okay, we're the Jets. We can get Aaron Rodgers. 
Packers really want that 13th pick, what do we do? Because, okay. in my opinion, I would give him the 13th pick if they could get Aaron Rodgers on the team sooner. Getting Aaron Rodgers on the team sooner, and if he commits to it, that would be so beneficial to us because we would have an opportunity to gel as an offensive unit and get serious about where we're going next year. The fun I had last year is undescribable. And you made that fun even more intense with your podcast. Thank you. I love your podcast. And I don't want to leave being a Jets fan. I've been a Jets fan for way too long, over 50 (laughs) years. But in all reality, and I'm sure all Jet fans are going to agree with me, we can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot every time we try to take a step forward. No. You're right. You know? That's why I was concerned about the whole Derek Carr thing. I'm like, if we would have gotten Derek Carr, we wouldn't be in this situation. Right now, we're playing a game of poker. We're all in. And Green Bay's kind of looking at us like, well, we got some cards too we can play. So when you go all in, you got to do it with the confidence that you're going to win for sure. I don't know if we're going to win this for sure. Because if this drags out, and another team comes up and gives a, a number one pick to Green Bay and they scoop up Rodgers from us, then what do we do? We're stuck with Zach Wilson, and I will not put up with that for another year. I will not. So let's try to think positive here, but let's also be sensible. I think if the 13th pick is what's really holding up this deal, i give it to them because we're going to win with Rodgers. I believe that. If he comes in and plays quarterback and doesn't do all the quirky thing, crazy things he does, and go into the darkness and maybe go out of, out of space with Bezos or some crap <laughs> like that, we're going to uh, win. Yeah. And he's going to be the king of New York. Amen. So I'm back. J-E-T-S. I oh, got cut off before he got the Jets, Jets, Jets in there. But thank you, Constantine. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on board. We don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you, Constantine. We want you around. I want you calling into the show. I appreciate you. I really do. Um, so a few things, um, I don't, I, I understand, I understand the fear of that Jeff fans have with this not done and the, the anxiety that comes with it, but I, what team is going to swoop in now and land Rogers? The, everything else is already accounted for. Carolina just traded up for the number one pick. They're out. The Raiders signed Jimmy G. They're out. Tennessee. They seem dead set with, they seem absolutely dead set with Ryan Tannehill. It's uh, he already said where he wants to go. Roger said where he wants to where he wants to play. It's up to just iron out these final details, and just get it done. And as of right now, as of recording, on Tuesday evening, it hasn't happened yet. I hope by the time I post it, it does, and this becomes you know it's old news that he didn't that uh, he he the trade hasn't gone through. But we're fine. I'm not worried yet. I'm absolutely not worried. And we don't, you know, the leverage conversation, who has it? The Jets get bent over the barrel by the Packers. Really? The Packers who've made it so abundantly clear that they want to go to the next guy? 
Are they going to and they're going to screw over Rodgers? What does that say to all the other teams around the uh, to all the other players around the league of how the Packers treat one of their best average suit up for their team? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I I don't I understand where you're coming from um, on 13. Uh, I don't think that's what it's going to take, but maybe it does. And if it you know at the end of the day, if it does take 13 to to get the trade done, I'm not going to be crying about it. Figure out a way to get this guy here, and the Jets are going to win a lot of football games this year. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments or on social media. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show. It means the absolute most to me. I am Matt O'Leary. This has been Just Jets. I'll talk to you next time.